It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black here at Cards Against Humanity. Uh, we moved over from the setup with, like if anyone's watched the stream previously, if anyone's ever seen this stream, previously we were at a table with a bunch of great high quality mics. And then we thought, you know what, there's a couch on the other side of the room. Why are we not utilizing that? Uh, so, Haima Black, we are broadcasting live Dynasty Podcast from the Cards Against Humanity studio. Again, eternal thanks to Cards Against Humanity and the Chicago Podcast Co-op for letting us into their house, letting us use their space. Uh, we have an amazing night tonight, uh, really amazing guests. We have Lauren Fern, we're going to talk to first. We have Seamus McGillan, who's going to be our second guest later in the evening. But how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm feeling really good today. Thank you. I'm feeling great. This is off to a much better start than last week. Yeah, last week we ran into some troubles, some technical difficulties. Yeah. But, you know. So, I hugely, I have to say this on the record, I hugely appreciate you coming back. You could have easily been like, no, I'm not coming back for that. Hugely appreciate it. Um, so we're going to talk about all these cool things you have going on, man. But like you are somebody who I feel like you're very connected in a lot of the culture right now in Chicago. <laughs> we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. Um, kind of bring us into some background. How did you get your start in the creative arts and where did that kind of interest or originate for you? Well, I feel like with a lot of like Chicago grounds, Chicago is like a really good place to um set a foundation for yourself. I feel like Chicago comes from a do-it-yourself culture. Mm -hmm. So you really get connected with people by just setting your own path and doing your own thing. And that organically links you with the rest of Chicago and puts you on path with them because everyone else is doing their own thing too. So then you start to recognize the others. They recognize your work. And then you build from there and you start to make connections and make new friends. Yeah, no, and that's one of the things I love about Chicago is I feel like Chicago really is the place where you can really build and develop and, and learn how to find your tone, find your voice, figure yeah. out what you're doing. And yeah. like, you know, LA and New York are amazing cities with all these great things, but I think Chicago is the place to get started and then either decide like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this here or cool. I built the foundation. Um, so you, you've been doing this in Chicago, but like, uh, what about like, you know, going back, like when you're a kid, like where does your love of fashion begin? Because you're a fashion writer, you're an event producer, you're doing all this cool kind of work. Yeah, it's so funny. My love for fashion from started when I was younger, and it might have started in a way where I didn't even know um, that I was naturally drawn to this world. I didn't necessarily know exactly what it was, but I was always stimulated just kind of through um, seeing different magazines, looking through the editorials, experimenting with my own style at a very young age, um, and kind of letting that develop in my within myself and carrying it with me all along the way, even if it was subconscious and I didn't realize I had it in me, but just constantly trusting myself, trusting my instincts and letting it bring me to where I am today. Did you have a lot of support where like, was your family supportive? Yeah, definitely. I know I drove my mom crazy probably late at night doing like a lot of different fashion shows, outfit changes, just going to school and these like crazy looks and mismatched this and layers and just things all over my face or whatever it was or experimenting with makeup or putting my hair in all crazy different ways. But they were always like, yep, that's Lauren. She's doing her thing. There she goes. She loves it. You were waiting for everyone else to catch up to you. I guess so. If that's the way you want to put it, (laughs) I was just kind of comfortable and knew what I was doing. And I, you know, went to art schools. And, um, so I was always in like a very supportive environment to where you were able to just like 
be yourself and do what you like and express yourself in whichever way. So um, I think that definitely helped and that definitely contributes to who I am now and what I like to do and just following that instinct and following my gut and my genuine interests. Yeah, and so right now you're doing a number of things. One of the things you're doing is you're a fashion writer for the Chicago Chic. Mm-hmm. Um, when did that start, and was that your first writing gig, or is that something you've been doing for a longer time? Um, this has been my first writing gig. So it's funny how that got started because they um, reached out to me to feature me on um, as one of their posts for one of their columns as someone who was breaking into the fashion industry in Chicago. Um, they wanted to cover my events. They saw that I was attending a lot of events that happened here in Chicago. Um, So they recognized that. They reached out to me to cover me as kind of like a Chicago socialite fashion girl or whatever. And then after that meeting up, we did a shoot. They interviewed me. And then um, they're like, we're actually looking for a women's wear editor. Would you be interested? And um, I instantly said yes. And it's something that I've never done before. But um, I took the chance and I just went for it and have been doing it ever since. And it's something that I really enjoy. Well, and I think that's the way to do it. Like somebody gives you an opportunity, you say yes and figure it out later. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So you're contributing to them. You're overseeing the women's wear side of things. Like what does that entail? Like what are some of the components of that that you've, you know, grown into and figured out how to do? Um, So I guess it's covering different grounds um, specific to Chicago. Also forecasting trends, putting together looks, um, doing write-ups on different things that are happening in the industry, um, covering events, interviewing designers a bunch of fun press stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Just stuff that like I feel like you were just raring and ready to go for. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so you do a lot of event work as well. Like, bring us into the event side of things um, in addition to your writing. Like, what does the event side look like for you? So the event side, I love the energy of walking into an event and feeling that fun, stimulated energy in the room by what people are wearing, what people are doing, bringing people together all for the mutual love of something. So um, my first event that I ever did was my freshman year of college. And basically, I wanted to have this like shopping trunk show and had and everything that I've ever done, I never knew how to do it at first. It was always just figuring it out along the way. So um, the idea came to me super last minute. I decided I wanted to, I always collected like vintage pieces and clothing and items and little knickknacks and um, accessories. So I wanted to have a sale, but I didn't want to necessarily have just like a shopping sidewalk sale or garage sale or right. whatever. Sounds I ca- so unglamorous. Yeah, I wanted to make it like a thing. So I um, put it together. I was like, I'm going to do this rack. I'm going to, you know, find a really cool location. I have like friends who could DJ. I have, you know, I want to make like, you know, food and drinks and just invite a bunch of people and like make it an, like make a night of it. And so it turned out pretty successful. And I was just looking around and I was like, I don't know how I did this in like two weeks, but I like what I did here and I want to keep doing this. So right on the spot, I was like, what can I do next? Like, how do I keep this going? And um, 
so that was in September and I was like, okay, what's coming up? We have holidays coming up. Should I do something Christmassy or should, and I'm just brainstorming like on the spot as I'm like looking at this happening, like right, right there There's, and then. You had this like lightning bolt. Yeah. Moment. I was like, I really like this. I really like this. Let's keep this going. This is good. And then I was like, oh shit, like New Year's Eve is coming up. Let's do, it'd be really fun if we did a New Year's Eve fashion show. And uh, like right off, like I work very like impulsively and in the moment. And once I get an idea, it just keeps leading to another. So, um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, that I wanted to start planning a show for that New Year's Eve and celebrate the new year and bring it in in like a stylish manner. So again, didn't know what I was doing, just had to figure it out. I knew I had to cast some models, get a designer, um, find a space, get an invitation out. And this is not like this isn't something I was experienced in. So I was just figuring that out along the way. That was a success. And then since then, just continuing to work on new, on new projects and kind of teaching myself how to do that. So, okay. I love this idea, and it's something I feel like we're coming back to a lot, is that you're teaching, you're, you're saying yes on the spot. You're teaching yourself how to do these things. You're figuring out on your own that you like doing these things. Like, what are some of the challenges in that? Like, because not everybody has that. There's a lot of people sitting around thinking like, oh man, I'd love to write a book. I'd love to make a movie. And they're not going to ever do it. So like, what were some of the hard parts that you had to move past to be able to put these things into action? Yeah, there's definitely obstacles, especially um, being young and maybe not being at the moment so established and not having tons of like plugs and resources and connections. But I don't even know... I don't even know. Like, it's just making something from nothing and making it possible and working around things and maybe finding the cheapest way to put something together, but making the most out of it. And, um, yeah, it's all about bringing something from nothing. And, um, well, it's a really punk rock spirit. It's very, DIY. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I've, I've definitely ran into challenges, but I'm the type of person that like, if something is even close to standing in my way, I am going to work so hard to make sure no matter what it's going to happen and I will put my all and channel everything into it until it does. Well, even last week when we got locked out of the... So, okay, last week we got locked out of the studio because maybe a certain podcast host locked <laughs> the studio behind him and it was a whole thing. And like right off the bat, you're like, okay, how can we do this? Is there a way, another way we can stream tonight? Can we do it next week? Like you were like ready with solutions. Yeah, it's all about like problem solving. Right. Um, Absolutely. And no matter what happens, like things come up and on the spot you might be faced with an issue or a problem, but it's all about just tapping into other options, finding your resources, hitting up a friend, hitting up another friend, looking around, drafting up proposals, just constantly being aware of your surroundings and what you can do with them. So everything you're talking about, like, was there ever like a mentor figure who was helping you with this? Was there, are these things you were like learning about in school or was this all just like a hundred percent self-taught figuring it out? on there, the No, there's definitely been people along the way. Definitely in the early stages, I was teaching myself and I was in a sense my own mentor, but that brought me to um, meet new people who were recognizing, you know, the work that I was producing or the work that I was putting into, you know, this passion and what I love to do. And um, through that people, you know, I was like met new people and have definitely like learned from other people that I've been working with recently. Um, so yeah, mentor wise, I definitely have to shout out girl, Natalie, who I've worked very close with for almost a year. Um, 
and she is someone who taught me so much from you know, she kind of like, we met at a point where I was doing my own thing and then we started working together. And since then I've learned so much from her, like business wise, because I am so used to working like surface level, create it, let's just throw it out there. Let's do it. It's going right. to be great. You know, but she taught me like so much of like the background mechanics and operational like thought processes and like being like business navvy and um, putting like so much more like thought into like full-on production and like pieces of work so well i think that's something that creatives can fall into that trap where like you're so excited to just do it you don't even think about like well how can i monetize this how can i make this an industry for me because you're just like oh my gosh i can't believe i get to do this so yeah it's really important to like start building in that kind of like you know getting incorporated making a website making a portfolio whatever yeah. it is all that yeah stuff. i learned like you know, like properly like writing my emails with her, like, you know, like just like certain things, just like etiquettes and like business this and business talk and like, you know, how to approach certain things or how to be selective or how maybe sometimes it's okay not to say yes to everything. It's okay to be selective at certain points and maybe step back and look at it and be like, do I identify with this? I can say no. Like I'm in a position now where I don't have to jump on every opportunity. I can, you know, definitely be more, um, decisive with who I choose to work with or what projects I choose to be a part of. So she's definitely taught me a lot. Um, We've worked on some super awesome projects together and there's been times where we, you know, there's so much that goes into making these, you know, certain do-it-yourself projects or certain ideas you have possible. Like sometimes there was nights where we're staying up till, you know, 5, 6 a.m. just like working and putting in the work just to make... hustle, man. Yeah, just to make something beautiful that we love and appreciate and truly are proud of. So I love it. Yeah. She, she was definitely like one of the main mentor figures through this whole process and through this whole experience. So let's look at some of these projects that you have that you're currently involved in, that you have been involved in. Uh, one of them is a all female collective in Chicago. It's called cliche. Uh, a lot of friends of the podcast involved with that. A lot of love for cliche. Talk about what you do with cliche, bring us into what that is and kind of talk about what you've done with it. So, um, Cliche is, again, Chicago in the arts community is super community-based, and it's all about, you know, meeting new people, who you know, recognizing each other's, you know, hard work. And um, so Shantae is also someone who I've worked with, and she was one of the main founders of Cliche, who, you know there's so many women in Chicago in the arts community doing their own thing and she had this idea of bringing us all together to work on projects and um, produce women like empowered events so it is myself Sahar who is a DJ Sharnaz who is a photographer Olivia who is a designer she brought us all together sat us down we had the first meeting at my house where we all discussed what we love what we want to do what our goals are and Shantae was like I think this is beautiful everything that we're doing is beautiful individually I would love to see what happens when we come all together and join forces and put all our heads together and see what we could create as a team so so um, it was a super, you know, like empowering, like creative, you know, lots of ideas were rolling off straight off the first meeting. And um, from the jump, we were like a force to be reckoned with. As soon as we did our first event, um, which I want to say was when David Bowie passed, this is when I knew that like cliche was legit and how like comforting it was to know like you could turn to a group of ladies at any time and have their support and know that they'll be willing to put just as much work as in with you. So I'm a super huge Bowie fan, just like 
think he's great music artist, fashion icon, all of that. Sure. Super, yeah, yeah influential legend, to so icon. many people. Yeah. yeah. So when he passed, I was just like scrolling through Insta and I saw that he passed away, which was shocking. And I instantly was like devastated, just like hurt. I was up. I was just like felt like this like charge of energy. I didn't know if it was anger. I didn't know if it was just like I could like feel his presence leaving the earth or what it was. I started like going through my closet and looking at my clothes and I'm like just I just felt all over the place and I was like we need to do something. Like this is like a chance to like maybe have a tribute of some sort. And so I was like we need to have like a David Bowie dance party. Like that's just what needs to happen. We needed to dance and like celebrate this man's life. And so when I had that thought, I was like, well, how do I do this? And I was like, wait a second. I have a group of girls who like got my back and I know I could put like project anything to them. Like, let me hit them up with this idea. It was literally 3.30 in the morning. That's when all good ideas happen. All good ideas happen in the middle of the night, like when you're just (laughs) energized and yeah, charged up. So um, I sent a text to the group chat and I was like, girls, David Bowie died. Oh my God. I don't know what to do with myself. We need to have a dance party. And I'm just like sending all these texts, just like shooting them out there not expecting a response. It's like super late. And instantly like I'm getting texts like right back, like, yes, when, where, okay, yes, let's do it. This idea, this idea, this is how it should shut up. This is how it should be set up. This is what we should do for this. This is how we should decorate it. And it was just like awesome to get that, you know, response. And that's when I like looked at my phone and I was like, wow, like that was awesome. I just had a crazy idea and like without any questions or without any doubts, they full on supported it and wanted to make it happen. So we made it happen that Saturday. So it was like four days of planning. We got a sponsorship. We got a location. We got people who like supported it as well. But just like having that energy and having that charge and having that force and supporting one another was so strong and people recognized it. They believed in it and they're like, okay, you want to make it happen in four days? We can make it happen in four days because like you guys believe in yourself. So like we're going to too. And like we want to be a part of whatever you guys are doing because it seems like awesome. That's amazing. So that was the way cliche started. And then from there, like we just kept building and building and going and going. And, you know, it's, it's something that like, we're all just feeding off of each other and feeding off each other's ideas and energies and just, um, moving on to the next thing and super keeping fast and like no slowing down. And, you know, like South by Southwest came up and we threw a crazy ass event because to give you some background, I've known Shantae for a while. Like, I mean, we don't have like brunch together, but like I've known her from the scene for a while. Sahar was one of my students. And when I saw that they were doing that, I cover South by Southwest every year extensively. Uh, this year we got 32 interviews last year. I think we got like wow. 26. So cool. like I go down there and I cover Chicago's entire presence at South by interactive film and music. Um, and Sahar and Shantae Lynn were, were so high on my list of like, let's link. And, you know, every day we checked in and we're like, can we do this time? Can we do this time? So it was yeah. one of these things that didn't happen because South by is just a like whirlwind. Yeah. But we were so intent on making it happen. We're going to get them on the podcast on a future date. You but I wasn't able to, to yeah. make the showcase because I was covering, I think, another event. Tell me about how that went at South by. And was this your first South by? This was my first South There's by. There's nothing like it, right? It, it's awesome. Like, I've never even been to Austin. And just the people there in the town, everyone's super cool and chill and friendly. It's a really cool um it's a really cool scene out there for sure. So, um, again, (laughs) how everything works, someone has a crazy idea. We're all hands on deck. Let's make it happen. You know, vans, we pitched it to vans and 
they fell in love with the idea with it being an all-women's lineup, which was the first one to ever happen at South by Southwest. So it was kind of history in the making, South by Southwest, music, women in the music industry, let's celebrate them. We called it Women Crush Wednesday. Um, So we wanted to gather all of our women crushes and have them perform and celebrate women and girls in the music industry, super empowering. Um, We threw it together. People were on board. They wanted their names attached to it. It was also Van's um, 50th year anniversary, so we were celebrating that as well. So there was so much going on at once, and it came out to be a success. Yeah, we got a really cool lineup. Um, All of us worked really hard, put the work in, got out there um, from stage design to lineup to, you know, coordinating schedules to meetings to everything. We um, put in a lot of work and it definitely paid off because it was a really, really great show. It was one of the best times ever. It was something I heard a lot about. And again, I was very like, it was something I really wanted to make in South by. It's just so crazy. But again, I have a huge amount of respect for everybody on that crew. And again, like the communication has been ongoing in getting Shantae and Sahar on this podcast. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to text them like right after this and be like, be Yo, like, dude, we were guys. just talking about you on the podcast. Like, yeah. Let's make this happen. <laughs> um, so then something else you have coming up is you are going to New York, right? I am. I will be in New York at the end of this month, May so you're 27th. Moving there? I'm making the move to wow. NYC. Yes, I am. Okay. So how long was this an idea? Cause it kind of sounds like you have ideas where you're like, all right, I'm moving to New York tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> was this a long time idea or was it something you kind of had? It's kind. It's something that I didn't see happening as soon as it is happening. Um, but again, just kind of was out there for Fashion Week recently and got to meet with Kareem Reutfeld, who is a very well-respected, high-profile um, icon and persona here in the fashion industry. She used to be the editor of Vogue Paris, and she has since left and moved on to create her own publication, which I adore and am a huge fan of, which is CR Fashion Book. So that is um, a publication that I have been like hardcore following for I don't know how long, ever since it got released, and um, always kept up, was always so intrigued by the um, work that they put together, the work that they put out, the editorials that they produced, um, everything from styling to set to, you know, just all the content in that publication has always intrigued me, stimulated me, inspired me, captivated me. So um, getting to meet with them during Fashion Week was a dream come true, going to her office, speaking with her, interviewing with her. Um, and since then they offered me a position to be production assistant, which I think will be really cool. It's huge. Yeah. I'll be helping out on sets and, um, working with their editorial team and putting together more content for the next books to come. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're going to New York end of the month, uh, end of what are we in May right now? Yeah. Yeah. So end of May, you're going to New York. Like, do you have a place to live or are you just literally like, You'll worry about that I'm later. Worrying about that later. Yeah, We're just gonna get out. Th- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just gonna go out there and and make it happen like we always do. I love it. I yeah, love that. Spirit. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Clearly, you just gotta trust it and you know, say yes and yeah. figure it out later. Yeah, exactly. That seems like it's that's the motto. That's the motto for sure. So something that I'm interested in is like, it sounds like this has been a pretty. Um, I don't want to say straightforward because I think that sounds like it cheapens it like it's been easy. Not suggesting it's been easy, but this has been a pretty accelerated journey for you, it sounds like. So what advice would you give for anybody else who maybe is a fashion student or maybe they're even like younger and they want to enter these, enter these fields and do these kind of 
you know, events get these kind of opportunities and, and they think like, well, I can't go to New York. I can't put together an event at South. But like, that's the first thing. Have? Yeah. The first thing is you got to change your approach. You can never go into it thinking I can't or I don't or I don't know. You know, you just not me. You, you first off got to change your approach. You can't go into it like that. You have to go in there confident. You have to go there believing yourself and trusting the situation. And you have to go into it like you already got it. Like, I already know I'm going to New York. I already know I'm about to do this. You believe in it and you treat it like it's already happening and you work and you dedicate yourself and you put everything that you can, you channel all of your energy into it. And sometimes it's, and like you said, it's not easy. It's not an easy, you know, world. There's times where, you know, I become so obsessed with something, come so obsessed with the project. I'm up all night putting everything I can into it because there is no other option. You just have to treat it like there is no other option. And, you know, maybe sometimes like stuff happens and it may not happen or you may not always get what you want, but you're putting in that work. Someone's going to recognize it. And sometimes things, um, don't work out. So something better can fall into place. Now, absolutely. And so, you know, to kind of like bring it home, like what's the end goal for you? Is that something that you have in mind where you're like, well, eventually I want to have my own studio. I want to launch my own. Like, where does this go? Like, what's the best place that this can lead to for you? Yeah, I definitely feel like I've worked in so many different aspects of what I genuinely like to do. So I genuinely like to work in fashion. And right now I am exploring many different aspects of it, whether it's styling, whether it's, you know, putting together shoots, whether it's, you know, working on music videos and, you know, just inserting myself in different ways through fashion. So right now I'm in the exploring stage. I'm just having fun. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm on my way. I love it, man. Yeah. Um, Lauren Fern, this is so great. I'm so glad we did this. And I think honestly it went better tonight than it would have gone last week. So we were having some tech issues last week. This was great. I love this conversation. Uh, I would love to continue this like next year at South by, or like if you're back in Chicago, get an update, like Please feel free to keep us involved with what you have going on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy everything worked out. This was great. Um, I'm really happy we were able to make it happen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sweet. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.